Welcome to Maximize Your Social, practical and actionable advice on how your business can truly maximize your social media presence. Now, the host of Maximize Your Social, author of the recently published book of the same name and founder of Maximize Social Business, Neil Schaefer. Hey, this is Neil Schaefer, and welcome to another episode of Maximize Your Social. As I like to do when I do these podcasts, I'm coming to you today from the freezing cold Toronto, Ontario, Canada, where I am at the Camp Expo. That is the Canadian Association of Accredited Mortgage Professionals. No, I did not quit social media and get into the mortgage industry like some have, but I'm actually here at an expo working at the Genworth Canada booth and really using social media to attract their small business owner clientele into engaging with them. And it's, it's been a great two days. And it's been a great two days. Part of the reason why is because I've been able to work with two wonderful people. We have three social media experts that are at the booth that are really helping all the small business owners in attendance with anything social media, from setting up a LinkedIn company page to any question. I just had someone say, hey, Facebook just rejected one of my ads because they said it was more than a 20% text. Um, it's just been a great, great time, educational for all. And I want to introduce you. And today's podcast is about the two wonderful women, the other two social media experts I've been working with. One is Valerie Staczewski, which is Val Toronto Gal on Twitter. And the other is Meg Button, which is Meg Button on Twitter. I first want to introduce them to you, and then we'll get to the topic of today's podcast, which is what PR agencies want you to know about social media. Val, let's start with you. Just give a 30-second intro to who you are and what you do. Okay. Um, so I'm the director of Toronto-based PR agency called Charming Media. We work with a lot of big clients, medium-sized clients, and smaller clients. And a lot of them want to also discover how social media can help enhance their brand online and offline. Awesome. Meg. And I am the associate director of Star Content Studios. So Genworth Canada is actually one of my clients. And I've been working on all the social media for them for about two years. So this has been a good experience. And I brought Val in to add in her PR twist into the social media world. Awesome. So we're here with, and as you all know from listening, I, I am on the consultant side, not the agency side. So I really want to get this different perspective on the types of customers that they see and the issues that they deal with, which are probably very different than mine. So I first want to start, well, if there was one thing, let's start with the number one thing. When someone calls you up, I'm interested in, in working with you know the content studio or with your PR agency on social media. What is the first thing that you'd like to tell that company as to how social media can help them. Let's start with that. That's an easy one, right? Val, I'll start with you. Okay. Um, I generally like to say, well, for us, because you're doing such a big traditional media awareness campaign, it's very good to support it with any type of social media support, um, especially if you're working with you know, online publications, bloggers. Um, they're going to be mentioning your brand online. They're going to be talking to you online. So it's very important to have that extra support on the social media end. Becomes a no-brainer, a natural compliment, right? Absolutely. It is a natural compliment, and it's almost a shame to be focusing all your attention in one area and not on that area as well. Awesome. Meg, anything to add? Um, for me, it's a little bit different because our studio is, we're in the content creation business. So often I have clients that come to me and maybe they just heard of a new platform, their kid's on it, there's someone at work is on it, and they'll say, you know, we need a, a strategy for Instagram. We need something for Pinterest. We want a Facebook page. And the biggest thing that I would tell them is, you know, it's, it's very easy to get excited and overwhelmed and all of those good things, but it's always about your audience. And to me, that's where it always has to start, whether you're talking about social media or any type of media. It, you know, it's 
it's overwhelming, but it's also exciting. And if it's a if it's the right way to connect with your audience, I think it's the right way to go. And it's actually a much more simplistic way of looking at it. So that's usually where I like to start the conversations with any of my clients. Awesome. Be where your audience is, right? Exactly. So let's move on. What is the worst experience, and I don't want you giving out any client names here, but what is, this podcast used to be called Social Business Unplugged, right? Like the behind the scenes look at what really happens in the business world. So what is like the worst experience you've had? Like the, the customer who didn't understand something, had unrealistic expectations. Can you share with me your one worst experience? I'm going to start with Meg. I would say that now what's happening is that there's so much pressure on clients to have these super inflated social numbers that, you know, they're all asking about why can't we just buy our followers? And to me, it's one of those things where, you know, there's a level of education that has to go into explaining to them why, because they want the credibility, they want, you know, their Twitter account to have 100,000 followers, and they don't want to wait a year, two years, three years to build up that community, and they don't see, you know, why can't I just, why can't I just pay for it? So to me, that's, that's the biggest thing that I'm seeing is that they're, everyone's looking for a quick, short route to get to kind of the holy grail of being an engaging brand, and they don't realize that there's a lot of work that goes into it. So I'd say definitely buying followers has been my my pain point in the last, in the last year, for sure. And you're, and you're a content agency, and yet they want the followers. Yeah, that, that's pretty painful. Yeah, and, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that we work with a lot of clients that are setting up accounts for the first time. So they're setting up, you know, a brand new blog, a brand new Facebook page, and, you know, they're not comfortable having 50 likes 100 likes there and they're not you don't know how long they're supposed to wait right like is this supposed to take a year two years like how long till we look like you know Red Bull on Facebook and it's like never never you're never going to do that so to me it's it's a lot of education of explaining to them what what is the success criteria what are we looking at how often are we measuring you know what is actually important to you because if you have a hundred likes on Facebook what does that translate into for your business so a lot of that has to go with the people that are just getting into social and you know they don't want to be the newbie so they're trying to take a fast track to getting into the the big follower space awesome and i'm sure a lot of you listening to this podcast are nodding your head <laughs> as you heard meg speak val what's your take um i think it's the uh you know along the same lines i think i get a lot of clients who say you know i've invested this much into s- social media this month and i haven't seen the sales and it's just kind of like well you know what first of all again it does take time it takes time for example if you were to buy those followers you still wouldn't transition that into sales because there are people who aren't interested in your content at all so i mean you can have those inflated numbers but you're not going to get the links clicked you're not going to have people going to your website and you know converting into sales so I think it's uh, it's really it's people are very used to seeing like um, a direct a really fast ROI and that's social media can happen it can be really fast and explode oh and please stop asking me how to make whatever you're doing go viral I don't do that like I don't I can't make you go viral I can't make your YouTube video I, I mean it's just not what I personally do so yeah I think that's that's another challenge you don't don't start a business don't launch all these sites and be like I can't wait for till our content goes viral so that's yeah 
Yeah, I, I say the same thing about the whole viral. And the funny thing about the followers is that you don't realize it, but if you think about it, you end up buying fake followers, and then your edge rate on Facebook is screwed, right? Because they're not going to engage with you. On Twitter, you're going to have like 50,000 followers and a clout score of 35, and anybody who gets clout numbers gets that you've bought those followers. So, um, in fact, when I was, and I think I mentioned on the podcast, when I was working with a hotel and we looked at our competitors and they had a lot more likes, but they actually had a, a lot less engagement, which to me is like immediately they bought followers. So yeah, it doesn't help you achieve anything. Really great advice. I, I want to end, and I try to keep these podcasts really short and sweet. I want you to give, so obviously from the content marketing side, from the PR side, what would be, well, I won't say, I, I don't want you to give away your secret sauce, but um, if you could give away one tip of anything that you did recently that really helped one of your clients achieve greatness and whatever they were trying to achieve with social media, you know, whatever that one tip is, I think that'll be a really good way to end this interview. I'll start with you, Val. Sure. I think um, it helps to really find good brand ambassadors to help you push out your content. It's one thing if you're, you know, tweeting about your, what you like from your brand and Facebooking about it, but if you have good, genuine brand ambassadors, I think that's a great way to really enhance everything that you're doing. And that finding and engaging with brand ambassadors obviously is something that your agency does as well, correct? Yes, that's correct. Thank you very much. Yep. Uh, value brand ambassadors. Can't ignore it. And uh, I could go on about how employees are also your brand ambassadors, but that's my employee advocacy podcast next week. <laughs> All right, Meg, what's your what's your uh, tip? Um, I would say for me, it's, it's making sure that whatever the client is thinking about their audience is actually relevant. And what I mean by that is I work with a lot of clients who in their head, they know what they're, they think they know what their customer is, but they're not backing that with any data or maybe that information is from 2002 and they don't actually know how their consumer behaves online and I had one client who was very persistent with me that my my demographic I'm going after my target audience is not online they're not on tablets they're not this and and they thought that they knew their customer and it was really based on their personal preference their preference on social networks that they liked and it wasn't backed by statistics so what I did was automatically did a, a huge overview of who their audience is what their online behaviors are and then also looked at did a really strong look at their competitive set what were all their competitors doing how were they engaging with the audiences and where, where were they getting traction and I find sometimes you know you can have these back and forth like disagreements or you know battles with clients but often the proof really just sets the record straight and I find that sometimes if you're not getting a lot of traction go to the statistics look and find proof for what you're saying and validate your points and that, that really was very successful for uh, a last campaign that we did with one of our clients. Awesome. Well, there you have it. That's the value of working with content and PR agencies because they do this for a lot of clients. They know the ins and outs, and it's going to be not only good for your brand, but you also as a company are going to learn a lot about social and content and PR by working with them. I thank you all again. Once again, it's at Meg Button, M-E-G-B-U-T-T-O-N on Twitter, and at Val Toronto Gal, V-A-L-T-O-R-O-N-T-O. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of Maximize Your Social. Make it a great day wherever you are, everywhere in the world. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Maximize Your Social. We appreciate your iTunes subscriptions, ratings, and comments. If you would like to appear on this show or recommend content, please contact Neil Schaefer at neil at maximizeyoursocial.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.